Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Chapter 1 of The Web of the Golden Spider by Frederick Oren Bartlett. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Roger Moline. The Web of the Golden Spider by Frederick Oren Bartlett. Chapter 1 The Closed Door Opens. In his aimless wanderings around Boston that night, Wilson passed the girl twice, and each time, though he caught only a glimpse of her lithe form bent against the whispering rain, the merest sketch of her somber features, he was distinctly conscious of the impress of her personality. As she was absorbed by the voracious horde which shuffled interminably and inexplicably up and down the street, he felt a sense of loss. The path before him seemed a bit less bright the night a bit more barren. And although in the excitement of the eager life about him he quickly reacted, he did not turn a corner, but he found himself peering beneath the lowered umbrellas with a piquant sense of hope. Wilson's position was an unusual one for a theological student. He was wandering at large in a strange city, homeless and penniless. And yet he was not unhappy in this vagabondage. Every prowler in the dark is, consciously or unconsciously, a mystic. He is in touch with the unknown. He is a member of a universal cabal. The unexpected, the impossible lurk at every corner. He brushes shoulders with strange things, though often he feels only the slightest breath of their passing, and hears only a rustle like that of an overturned leaf. But he knows either with a little shudder and a startled glance about, or with a quickened pulse and eager waiting. This he felt, and something, too, of that fellowship which exists between those who have no doors to close behind them. For such stand shoulder to shoulder facing the barrier law, which bars them from the food and warmth behind the doors. To those in a house the law is scarcely more than an abstraction, to those without, it is a tyrannical reality. The law will not even allow a man outside to walk up and down in the gray mist enjoying his own dreams without looking upon him with suspicion. The law is a shatterer of dreams. The law is as eager as a gossip to misinterpret, 
and this puts one, however innocent, in an aggressive mood. Looking up at the sodden sky from beneath a dripping slouch hat, Wilson was keenly alive to this. Each rubber-coated officer he passed affected him like an insolent intrusion. He brought home all the mediocrity of the night, all the shrilling gray, all the hunger, all the ache. These fellows took the color out of the picture, leaving only the cold details of a photograph. They were the men who swung open the street doors at the close of a matinee, admitting the stale sounds of the road, the sober light of the late afternoon. This was distinctly a novel viewpoint for Wilson. As a student he had most sincerely approved of the law. As a citizen of the world behind the closed doors he had forgotten it. Now, with a trace of uneasiness, he found himself resenting it. A month ago Wilson had thought his life mapped out beyond the possibility of change, except in its details. He would finish his course at the school, receive a church, and pursue with moderate success his task of holding a parish up to certain ideals. The death of the uncle who was paying his way, following his bankruptcy, brought Wilson to a halt from even this slow pace. At first he had been stunned by this sudden order of fate. His house-bleached fellows had gathered around in the small, whitewashed room where he had had so many tough struggles with Greek roots and his Hebrew grammar. They offered him sympathy and such slight aid as was theirs. Minor scholarships and certain drudging jobs had been open to him, the opportunity to shoulder his way to the goal of what he had thought his manifest destiny. But that night, after they had gone, he locked the door, threw wide his window, and wandered among the stars. There was something in the unpathed purple between the spear-points which called to him. He breathed a fresher air and thrilled to keener dreams. Strange faces came to him, smiling at him, speaking dumbly to him, stirring unknown depths within him. He was left breathless, straining towards them. The day after the school term closed, he had packed his extension valise, bade good-bye to his pitying classmates, and taken the train to Boston. He had only an indefinite object in his mind. He had once met a friend of his uncle's who was in the publishing business, and he determined to seek him on the chance of securing, through him, work of some sort. He learned that the man had sold out and moved to the West. Then followed a week of hopeless search for work until his small hoard had dwindled away to nothing. Today he found himself without a cent. He had answered the last advertisement just as the thousand windows sprang to renewed life. It was a position as shipping clerk in a large department store. After waiting an hour to see the manager, a double-chinned ghoul with the eyes of a pig, he had been dismissed with a glance. "'Thank you,' said Wilson. "'For what?' growled the man. "'For closing this door,' answered Wilson, with a smile." The fellow shifted the cigar stub which he gripped with yellow teeth between loose lips. 
What do you mean? Oh, you wouldn't understand. Not in a thousand years. Good day. The store was dry and warm. He had wandered about it gazing at the pretty colored garments, entranced by the life and movement about him, until the big iron gates were closed. Then he went out upon the thoroughfare, glad to brush shoulders with the home-goers, glad to feel one with them in the brilliant pageant of the living. And always he searched for the face he had met twice that day. The lights glowed mellow in the mist and struck out shimmering golden bars on the asphalt. The song of shuffling feet and the accompaniment of the clattering hansoms rang excitedly in his ears. He felt that he was touching the points of a thousand quick romances. The flash of a smile, a quick step, were enough to make him press on eagerly in the possibility that it was here, perhaps, the loose end of his own life was to be taken up. As the crowd thinned away and he became more conspicuous to the prowling eyes which seemed to challenge him, he took a path across the public gardens, and so reached the broader sweep of the avenue, where the comfortable stone houses snuggle shoulder to shoulder. The lower windows were lighted behind drawn shades. Against the stubborn stone angles, the light shone out with appealing warmth. Every window was like an invitation. Occasionally a door opened, emitting a path of yellow light to the dripping walk, framing for a second a man or a woman, sometimes a man and a woman. When they vanished, the dark always seemed to settle down upon him more stubbornly. Then, as the clock boomed ten, he saw her again. Through the mist he saw her making her uncertain way along the walk across the street, stopping every now and then to glance hesitatingly at the lighted windows, pause, and move on again. Suddenly, from the shadow of the areaway, Wilson saw an officer swoop down upon her like a hawk. The woman started back with a little cry as the officer placed his hand upon her arm. Wilson saw this through the mist like a shadow picture, and then he crossed the road. As he approached them, both looked up, the girl wistfully, the officer with an air of bravado. Wilson faced the vigorous form in the helmet and rubber overcoat. "'Well,' growled the officer, "'what are you doing round here?' "'Am I doing anything wrong?' "'That's what I'm going to find out. "'You've both been loafing here for an hour.' "'No,' answered Wilson. "'I haven't been loafing.' "'What you doing, then?' "'Living.' "'Wilson caught an eager look from the shadowed face of the girl.' He met the other eyes which peered viciously into his with frank aggressiveness. He never in his life had felt toward any fellow creature as he felt towards this man. He could have reached for his throat. He drew his coat collar more closely about his neck and unbuttoned the lower buttons to give his legs. Don't you love an extra hundred dollars in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back 
and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. You've worked hard for what you have. Your money, your assets, your 401k and home. Isn't it all worth protecting? Nearly one in four consumers have been a victim of identity theft. LifeLock Ultimate Plus helps protect your finances with up to $3 million in reimbursement. LifeLock alerts you to identity threats you might miss. And if your identity is stolen, your dedicated U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. Let LifeLock help protect what you've worked so hard for. Save 25% off your first year on LifeLock Ultimate Plus at LifeLock.com slash aware. Terms apply.